1: It's it's not a not a nice
2: time, this pod. It's a bit of a sad pod. Um, I think all good things come to an end, Dave. Mm. Thankfully, not old school, but um, <laughs> not me and you, thankfully. Uh, but but um, as Paul Joyce tweeted yesterday, there's a deal agreed for um, Sadio Mane to leave Liverpool to go to Bayern. The worst kept secret. In uh, the last month or so, I suppose. Um, But, yeah, it's sad. Because it means a lot of things. It means, obviously, end of uh, an era. He was one of the first ones bought um, by Klopp. You know, that, that first summer window. And then, obviously, it's the end of the front three, as we know it. Which, let's be honest, probably ended a year ago (laughs) when jota joined or something probably was the 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 the, but it's officially done now literally can't play together again and um that does that does mark a bit of a um a sad end but we have to be thankful to this man because he's let's be honest when he first joined dave we had a pod i think and um you know there was times where you, you weren't sure about the signing at the time. And it then... wasn't that I wasn't sure. I was flat out against it. Yeah, yeah that was it. I was flat out against <laughs> signing him. Because
0: when he'd been at previous clubs, he'd had been he be like really good August to to October. And then he'd disappear for five months. And in about mid-March, he'd turn back up and he'd be really good till the end of the season. And my concern with him was he's not consistent enough. Like, he just doesn't have that part of the game that is going to be required. And obviously, we're at at this point, like you say, we're very early in the the Klopp tenure. The only player who'd been signed before him was Marco Grujic. And then Sadio arrives. Now, if you remember, it happened quite weirdly. It was a random Sunday in June when news came out that Mario Gatza had turned us down, and then all the journalists just dropped Sadio's name at the same time. And we were like, whoa, this isn't someone we'd even considered. Like, this isn't someone whose name has been out at all. And, like I say, you you looked at what he'd been like at Southampton, and he was quite the stad patter. Like, he'd,
2: the stat
0: (laughs) patter, rather. Um, he he'd be he really that's good. What
2: Sam, that's what Sam called him, wasn't it? <laughs> Stappatter, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: Sam was right, though. Yeah. He was at Southampton. Um, and then and the, and the other part of it as well was we still assumed we were going to play four two three one that year mm. because we played it the year before under Klopp. Now we didn't know that Sturridge was just going to break and and never be fixed again. So the assumption was it's going to be. Mane wide on the right, which isn't a position he'd ever played before. Firmino was a 10, Coutinho from the left, and then Surge up front. That was the assumption. And he just wasn't the ideal fit for that role. But his very first game, like his very first game for the club in the Premier League, was Arsenal away. And it became clear within the first hour, that this guy was was really, really good. And it became particularly clear on the 63rd minute when Adam Lalana hooked a hopeful, aimless Lallana ball
2: assist, down the channel. According to JC, it was a great assist.
0: <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. It was an aimless ball down the channel. And Lalana has said this himself. He said, oh, yeah, I just oh, hooked yeah. it down there and hoped he'd go and press them. <laughs> And somehow Sadio gets to the ball. And then in the type of act that we'd only ever really seen Suarez kind of do, where a player picks the ball up, looks, sees there's like three defenders on him and thinks, ah, yeah, I'll just beat all of these and score. He beats them all and he scores. And I, I tweeted at that point, yeah, I was wrong about Mane. Sorry, folks. Um... But yeah, it was obvious from the off that Klopp was going to get something special out of him, and you know we, we all obviously the, the front three we all think of is is Salah, Bobby, and Mane. But that first year at the club with Sadio on the right, Bobby through the middle, and Phil on the left, they were they were special together, and they weren't as good as the the latter trio, but. Maybe they were a bit more fun. Like, they seemed more bonded as a trio. And you remember they used to always celebrate together. And the running joke was that Sadio was always trying to copy the Brazilian boys with the celebrations. And he copied Bobby, he would copy Phil. But they just seemed to have this bond together. And there was something really wholesome about Sadio as well, where it was like he was really trying to fit in and probably didn't see himself...
2: The new little bit, the new boy at the school, the new boy exactly, at school. yeah, like a new yeah. kid at
0: school, and he probably yeah. didn't see himself on the same level as Coutinho yeah. at that time. Now, obviously, Sadio became a killer, yeah. But that first season, there was just like a wholesomeness to him that was really endearing, and and you just you had to fall in love with him. There was there was no way around. I remember Bobby saying something on social media about, or maybe it was in, a, I think it was not social media, it might have been Instagram or something, saying something about. Sadio copying him or something, and yeah. Sadio replied saying, "Don't put me down." But it was re- it was like real kind of like little brother to a big brother type of thing. Yeah, but he no, goes,
2: like because this he, is mine. It's not yours, It's mine. Yeah, and
0: like he did, he he just he made his presence known in that first season, and like you said, that first season was so pivotal to everything that came after. And he's he's one of the last to go from it, like. It was Matip, he's the only one still here. Karius is gone, Clavin is gone, Maniger is gone, and obviously Ginny left last summer. But the the big four in that were Matip, Karius, Sadio, and Ginny. They're the four signings that propelled us from a mid-table team to a top-four team. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Ginny obviously... Karius was the first to be replaced, but his... Level was below the rest. The other
2: three were all part of everything that came after it. We, forget, we, gi- we lost Sadio towards the end of that season as well to an injury, remember? Yeah, but well, we lost him. Didn't we lose him to
0: AFCON during that season as well? Uh, and then he came back and he was playing really well and he got an ankle injury or something. Yeah, that was it. End of the season. Um, but he was he was so good that first season. Uh, 29, 29 games in, in all competitions. Obviously, we didn't play in Europe. 13 goals, he was just such a a field stretcher. Like We could knock the ball in behind, and he just gave us that real burning pace that Studge could give you, but Studge couldn't do it as frequently. Studge had to manage his own bursts of speed, whereas Sadio could just run endlessly. And that was the real notable thing about him, was just the endless, boundless energy that he had and uh pace, yeah that that pace, first pace season pace he sonified. really did pace, pace oh
2: sonified, yeah but, oh, jesus he was rapid when he first came um and i love the analogy that we use of the schoolboy. you know the new school kid the new mm. kid on the block and uh slowly he turned into one of the prefects you know <laughs> in, in, in the, yeah so basically he turned out to leader like, there, there was a big change in the way he carried himself as well he was like very much, let's get on with it. You know, every time we were behind, if he scored that goal that equalised, no celebration, pick that ball up, get it over, get it like, up. You and know?
0: get back to that. Yeah, it, like,
2: it was all very focused, you know, from Sadio. It, it was. was. It was and like, I think Mo played a
0: massive part in that.
2: Oh, yeah. Because... Let, let's go to that second season, because this was the the turning point, Like as in we dialed it up a little bit mm-hmm. more. Because we the first three months we had Coutinho as well.
0: Yes. And that was a, when the four of them played together, that was so much fun. Phil in midfield and the three boys up front. And they were just dynamite, absolute dynamite. But obviously that's the first season of Salah. And what everybody remembers from that season is Mo just obliterating all scoring records and everything in front of him with 44 goals across all competitions. And Bobby got 27, but Sadio got 20. And Sadio scored 10 in the Champions League. And obviously the two boys both scored 11. Like that season, the three of them were just on fire. Mm. And Sadio almost became the third banana that year. And I, I think it was that season, the team's success, but him sort of been outshined a little bit. I think that's why in year three and year four we both. saw a completely different beast. Like the Sadio Mane that came back for eighteen, nineteen, Oof. was a monster, an absolute monster. He had a killer mentality. I think he felt like he needed to reestablish himself in the hierarchy of the club mm. and he was just a different beast. But in seventeen, eighteen, I mean, he scored so many important goals. It wasn't, he didn't score the volume, but you know, he's the one that got us a goal in the Champions League final. You know, he, he was the one that when the chips were down, we could often rely on him. And obviously later on that became sort of Sadio's calling card was that when Liverpool need a goal, it's Sadio who's the one that pops up with it. It's not,
2: it's not always Mo. Um would you would you say they worked on something with him? Because the first two years, like we just talked about, he was more he was scoring some belters as well. You're like yeah. the low XG, smack it from anywhere type bang. And then he added the positioning, as in he was there a lot more for the tap ins, the run throughs. As this as that year came in for the eighteen nineteen, you would see him more striker type positions, if if that makes sense, or or, I don't know. I don't know what he picked up, but he was just there for the headers because the heading grew much more. Yeah, three. Yeah, he, he
0: definitely started to play narrower. Yeah, like in, in that in that seventeen eighteen season, the first year he played left wing, he would often play very very wide, and then he'd drift in field, and Robbo would overlap him once Robbo came into the team that season. But in eighteen nineteen. Sadio's starting position was at least 10 yards narrower. And he was able to then make those bursts into the box. Rather than getting to the edge of the box with his burst, his burst was taking him in well inside the box. And that got him in a lot of great positions. And then, as well as that, I think the success of Mo also led to a slight change in approach from Liverpool, where it was like, well, if we've got one guy doing this, why can't we have two guys doing this? Why can't we change the geometry of the team ever so slightly? And that midfield that season in eighteen nineteen, obviously with Fabinho, rather than Henderson as the six, allowed the eights to play a little bit wider as well and give a bit more protection behind those wide forwards. Whereas when Henderson was the six, Milner and Ginny played tucked in quite close. We used to call it the Brexit midfield, but they, because they were so rigid and they were so boring, they never I did anything. Just stand think there in midfield.
2: Also, that the if, you know the way we evolved with the fullbacks with Robbo and Trent during <laughs> those years at eighteen, nine, seventeen, eighteen, eighteen, nineteen, that Sadio could afford then to not stick out wide because he knew my mates were yeah. be there to cross it in anyway. And and obviously they they both blew up, didn't they, Robo and. Um, Trent, they're, they're a big part of why mm. the front three score loads of goals, you know. And I think Robbo went Robo, to a new but, level in
0: eighteen nineteen.
2: Yeah, Robbo and Sadio as a combination, like a partnership down the left, was phenomenal, mm. wasn't it? I mean, the link up, the way they knew each other. I mean, yeah, you, you hear the banter from from Sadio sometimes when he's not playing, and he'd walked in. I, I think after Afcon or something, and, and Robbo's in the um, in the pool. You miss me, you miss me in that game because you didn't mm. win, but you miss me. You know, it was it was. It's just a nice. You could see behind the scenes as well. Very much loved, uh, untrouble, no trouble to the squad. Just a happy go lucky banter filled guy, you know, and and a, and well, a leader, and a leader as 100% well. A hundred percent
0: a leader, yeah. And the thing is to consider, right? We played so that in seventeen eighteen we played at least fifty four games. I can't find the exact number, but I can't be arsed to look. But Bobby played fifty four games, the most in the squad that season. So he played at least 54 games across all competitions. Trent only played 33 of them, which means that there's 21 games where someone else was the right back, and there was 24 where someone else started as right back. And Robbo only played 30. So there's 24 games there with Albi Moreno and whoever else filling in as the, uh, yeah, yeah. Albi Moreno started 24
2: Milner. games. Oh, he did. He okay. did. Yeah.
0: Milner didn't play left back that year. Oh, it was the year. 17, 18. Milner played left-back in 1617.
2: Oh, I thought you played a few, just 18-19, um, yeah. just to cover. 80, 15, oh, no, I thought talking about starting. Okay. As the starting
0: uh, left-back, right, Milner right, was the left-back right, right, at 1617, right. which also, you know, was one of the reasons we, we changed our shape because we went from James Milner at left-back to actual left-backs with pace. So it meant that the front three could do different things. But the point here is, Robbo and Trent were only finding their feet in 1718. Yeah. And Robbo, you remember, came in, was a little bit inconsistent, but his crossing was out of this world. Yeah. And we were all getting quite excited about this. And Trent, you could tell he was something very different at right back. But in 1819, what we saw from Trent, we were like, Jesus Christ, like this is not normal for a right back to do this. Like, normally fullbacks can't do this, let alone want to do this. This was like having Beckham at right-back, pinging the ball here, there, and everywhere. And I think the Trent to Sadio link-up, which is always overlooked, but Trent's ability to hit Sadio either on a counter, on a back post cross, you know, through the middle, it was unbelievable. And those two linking up, and like you said, the Robbo-Mane partnership down the left, those two were just completely telepathic with each other. Like, Sadio, without even looking, knew where Robbo was going to be. Robbo, without even looking, knew where the return pass needed to go from Sadio to, for, for Sadio. So Sadio got great symmetry with both the fullbacks, and he had a great symmetry with Jenny, who's playing behind him in midfield, and he had that understanding with Bobby. So as the pieces around him start to work better with him individually, we start to see more and more from Sadio. And he gets 26 goals across all competitions, 22 in the league, which is his best season for us in terms of league goals. And obviously we go on and win the Champions League and he tears teams apart left, right and centre that season. Just carves them open. Nobody could cope with him that year. He was just he was a di- and, and what was so exciting for all of us is this is year three and he's gotten better every year. So is there more to come from him? And as it turned out there was, because the following season, eighteen uh, nineteen twenty, he's the best player in England.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, mate. He was he was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And you know what? It is very it's it's sad it's i watched every i watched every goal of his last mm. night uh there was um there was a comp made up to us winning the league of uh the front three linking up for goals so i watched that as well and it's just um it's just a historic trio you know it's a, mm. for us for for our club i don't want to compare it to anything else because you, you know what they're just all subjective but for our club it's one of the best strike forces we are ever going to see you know, yeah. Uh, just for longevity of it, in, in over five years, nothing ever lasted for us for five years. You know what I mean? It always used to change after two, three years. Well, that's but, the thing. Like
0: yeah. it's the longevity. Like we, we, the, the best we'd seen to this point was Sterling, Sturridge, and Suarez. But we only got them together for what eighteen months, and they were otherworldly, but it was only 18 months. This was five years. Well, to be fair, it was, as a front three, it was really four years, and then this past season, when Bobby was in and out of the team. But we got four years of those three together, just being absolutely perfect together. Now, I know last season, the, the 2021 season, Sadio obviously had his decline, and and Bobby had his decline, but there was still there was moments and there was games where it just clicked for them, and the three of them were like it was like it was eighteen nineteen again. Things were just the ball was just pinging between them, and they were able to open teams up. But I mean, if we if we look at the seventeen eighteen eighteen nineteen and nineteen twenty run, that three years, which is twice as long as we had the Sterling Sturridge and Suarez trio, like they were just. They were incredible, and they won everything that you would want them to win in that time. They won a Premier League and a Champions League. And at varying times, you could make an argument for each of them being the best player among the three. Like Sadio was the best player in 1920, but I think in eighteen nineteen, you could make a good argument that Bobby might have been the best of the three overall. Now, we know he got injured towards the end of the season and didn't have a great Champions League final, but Bobby had been outstanding for much of that season. And in 17, 18, it was Mo because he's scored 40 odd goals. So they were able to share the burden, share the balance. And I genuinely think from, from the beginning of the 2017 18 season to the end of the 2019 20, uh, 20 season, Sadio was one of the 10 best players in the world. He was just, he was on that level. Like he was as good as anybody you could name week to week. They might have had higher peaks. But his consistency across those three years was absolutely phenomenal. And he did it playing 44, 50, and 47 games. And he returns 20, 26, and 22 goals and a, a boatload of assists. And like I said, the year we won the league, he was the best player in the league. And people with player of the year awards, and I don't mean Henderson or just Henderson, I mean all the player of the year awards that were handed out this year, that year. Went to the wrong person. They all should have gone to him because he was that much better than everybody else. He was the best player in the league. And in that year, who he might have been top three won, or four. In. Was it,
2: who won player of the year that year? De
0: Bruyne won players' player of the year. And I think, didn't Hendo, he? Hendo. Henderson won football writers. And then they tried to justify it by saying it wasn't just a footballing award, which is the biggest pile of horseshit ever. It was robbed from Sadio and the. Player's Player of the Year. I'm almost certain it was it De Bruyne. Was De Bru-
2: it, was, it was De Bruyne. Yeah, it was De Bruyne because Sterling won, won the year before. Was it 8-7? Sterling won
0: 18-19. He's, he's, ah, right. He won the football writers in eighteen nineteen, which is when the football writers lost all credibility with me because yeah, Van because, Dijk was yeah, by far the best player in the they world. They went
2: after him. They'll remember about his house. He bought his mum house or a car or something. Then they went after him. Then they got cancelled. The, the journalists got canceled mm. And then they gave him the Writers Award because it was out but of You know. know why Sadio didn't get didn't
0: get the uh football the the players player of the year that year? It's because Salah got it in seventeen eighteen, Virgil got it in eighteen nineteen, and they weren't going to give it to a Liverpool player for a third year in a row. So Sadio got absolutely gypped that year. He should have won that award. Um as, as and look, De Bruyne is a, a tremendous player. But they finished 19 points behind us or something ridiculous. Like, he did not deserve the player of the year that that, that season. Uh, it, it belonged to Sadio and it should have been given to Sadio. It's the same thing with the year Sterling won. It was just a farce. Like, Sterling won it in eighteen nineteen when clearly Virgil should have won it. And I think Henderson was given it the next year for a lot of the off-field stuff during the pandemic. And also, you know, the fact that he was English and they do like to have the odd... British representative of their, uh, of their award, but no, it was, it was Sadio across the board. And the, the Premier League player of the season also went to De Bruyne that year, which was again farcical. Sadio was better than De Bruyne that year. He was better than Henderson. That, that wasn't even close. Um, it's one of the great travesties in these awards that Sadio didn't get any of them because he's deserved them all at different times.
2: Yeah, he's won a um, Golden Boot, wasn't it? I think he shared it with Mo. Shared it with Mo
0: and with um, and with Obamian. Three of them won it together in eighteen nineteen. He did win the PFA Fans Player of the Year in that nineteen twenty season, um, which you know is voted for by fans that actually watch games, not journalists who pretend to watch games or players who don't watch a lot of football. Most players don't watch a ton of football.
2: Yeah, they don't. That's the problem. That is the problem. What else is there with Sadio? Um, yeah, I think we've... I mean, just the range of goals. If you watched any of them back the 120-odd, the, mm. the range of goals is unbelievable, isn't it? He could pick one out from from the edge of the box. That started to stop as the years went on. I think early on he was able to crack one in from the from the edge of the box into the postage stamp. Um, I think the closest we got this season was the City goal at Wembley where he's on the edge of the box and puts it in the bottom corner. That was probably the worldie that he got this year. But um, there was, there, I mean, there, there's a backheel in there that he did. I think some of the headers he scored from the angles he scored was phenomenal, like off corners. Yeah, I don't know. He would be bending down and twisting his mm. neck and fucking loop it into Phenomenally the. Phenomenally oh. good
0: in the air for a fella who's, what, 5'9? Is he 5'9? I think Sadio's 5'9. Yeah. Phenomenally good in the air. Like freakishly good in the air for a man that size. But, like you said, he, he could score any type of goal. Could beat a couple of players and bend one in the bottom corner. Like you said, he could end it in the top corner from the angle. He could absolutely rifle it into the top corner like we saw against Burnley and against City. He could score a tap-in. He could scruff one in off his knee. Like, Sadio scored just wide-ranging goals. But it is a sad time to lose him. And it is the end of an era. Because even though the front three sort of got broken up this past season, he's the first one of them to leave.
2: What does it mean for What does it mean? What does it mean for well, the what, what people? We have we to mean?
0: factor in this, Gags, right? We're, we've just talked about Sadio Mane 2016 to 2020. Okay. And, and what an incredible player that was. Yeah. That's not the Sadio Mane we're selling today. No, no. This guy was a great player. And I mean, a le- legitimately top 10 in the world player. The current Sadio is not that player. He's still a good player. Don't get me wrong. He's still a good player. He's still a very effective player. But he has altered his game as certain parts of his game have waned. Like, his ability to burst past defenders isn't there as much anymore. He can still beat them in a tight space. But you you didn't... Like, he'd lost that ability to pick the ball up on the halfway line and just burn past the fullback. Yeah. He'd gotten to the point where... Everything slowed down when he picked the ball up. He'd get the ball, he'd stand his man up, he'd stop. And loads of attacks started to break down. So cre- credit to him, credit to the coaching staff. They altered his game. They found different ways for him to be effective. And one of them, obviously, was moving him into the central role, where he had a really good run of games. But the Sadio we're selling isn't the Sadio we had. Like that. That's just important to remember we're not selling the 2020 best player in the premier league version of sadio no we're selling a good a good player who's coming towards the end of his career he's probably got 3 4 good years left but not great years now it'll be interesting to see if bayern because obviously bundesliga it'll be easier for him he probably will go and and roast many defenses in the bundesliga but for me this is the right move for all parties. It's the right time for him. It's the right move for him going to another big club. Uh, Bayern get a star name in to replace Lewandowski because he's off. And we don't commit ourselves to a three or four year contract on extremely high wages to a player who is declining. And there's no point in denying the decline of Sadio. Too many people tried to do that for 18 months and tried to point to these underlying numbers that showed he was still the same player. And he clearly wasn't.
2: And would you agree yeah. that he accept, He would expect 300k plus 350k? like 100%. Yeah, yeah, he would be... Ex- because he 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 knows that... He
0: doesn't look at Mo and think that guy's better than me. He looks yeah, at Mo yeah, and yeah. thinks He's that guy's the second best player behind me.
2: Exactly. There's a, there's a, he feels there's an equal level mm. at the club between the two. And I think Liverpool also respect them that way too. As in the club, yeah. the manager, the players, they respect Mo and Mane as Mo and Mane. It's a combination, it's a it's a duo type thing. You know, because Bobby got left behind a little bit last two years as well. Like you're talking about the those two years, Bobby proper had a drop-off comparison. Yes, to, to, yeah, yeah. But Bobby so. started
0: to decline in that title-winning season. If we're all yeah. honest, Bobby wasn't particularly good that year. No. Um, and he hasn't been good the last... But he, he had a good run this past season. But He mm. wasn't good in twenty twenty one. That's
2: what it was this year. The injuries kept the injuries, in the, the minutes, the, the miles. The, this yeah. look, Bobby's style of play
0: was was he was so much work. Bobby put in so much graft for this team. He was basically like a defensive midfielder playing centre forward at times. With the amount of work he'd get through, so yeah, it was bound to happen. And the same thing with Sadie. I mean, we're talking about a guy that we we put huge mileage on that we were very demanding of in terms of what we asked them to do in game, like playing left wing for Liverpool is not the same as playing left wing for a normal football club. You know, they're, they're not asking you to play at such an intense level as we do. And obviously as well, he's been ran into the ground by the Senegalese national team, which I, I don't have a problem with. They're fully in the rights to play him as much as they want. And obviously, playing for Senegal is is a source of incredible pride.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, winning the AFCON for Sadio. I mean, look, I'm sure that he is... He loves Liverpool as a football club. And I'm sure he loved Salzburg when he was there. But I will guarantee you that the Austrian Bundesliga, the Austrian Cup, and all that he's won at Liverpool don't matter to him a fraction in comparison to winning the AFCON. Hmm. that That is the pinnacle of his career. That is national pride. And I've said this before, what I love about Sadio and Mo is that as great as they are as players, they're even better people. Sadio Mane as a human being is a shining example of what everybody should aim to be, where this guy excelled, drove himself, got himself to the pinnacle of world football, got himself into a position where he was earning extraordinary amounts of money to play football and took that money and gave it away took that money and gave it back to his community to his country to the people that raised him up as a kid they always say it takes a village to raise a child and Sadio believes in that Sadio's gone back to Senegal he goes back every summer he's never forgotten his roots he goes back every summer he was playing he hospitals.
2: recently as all well, in a park somewhere just recently, yeah. I think yeah. <laughs> just
0: goes back and, and lit- literally wanders around town as if it's, you know, normal. Like but that people, this I global superstar
2: this. is there. I wanted to ask you what you had a feeling about this because people have I've read people saying, well, if he's so charitable and he gives so much, why would he want more money? Why would he want 350 Because this is what happens. You know, when you're at your peak, you, Because any, he deserves you work, it. Exactly. And he can do more then. You know, it's not like. Yes. It's not like it's for him. It he's is not, for him. I said he, this. He secures himself, but he secures more people too. I said more.
0: this on the Daily Red yesterday, guys. Sadio isn't looking for this money so that he can go and buy himself a fucking a Lamborghini or a Lamborghini yacht or a bigger house or flashy jewellery or Armani suits or fucking crocodile skin shoes or any of that. Sadio is looking for this money for two reasons. Number one, because he deserves it. Because he's earned it. Because he's established himself as one of the best players in the world and whether or not He's still among that very elite. I don't think he is, but he will believe that he is. And there is a perception from those that don't watch him on a regular basis that he still is. Because I've seen City and United and Arsenal fans go, well, why are they selling Mane? Well, we're selling Mane because it's time to sell him. Mm. So there's still a, a perception out there that he's still the guy. So, you know, he believes that he deserves them. And secondly, like you said, like, if I've got...
2: Take football out of it. If I've got 10 apples.
0: If if I've got 10 apples and only want to eat two of them, that means I've got eight apples to give away. If I've got 50 apples and only want to eat two of them, if I've got 48 apples to give away, I can give an apple to more people. So he can give more. Back. He, I, Sadio Mane will build hospitals. He will build more schools. He will build more footballing academies. He will do more for his country. The more money that he has, because that is the type of human being this guy is. This guy doesn't care about being flash. Sure. He likes to have nice things because he fucking deserves to have those nice things. And not one person should begrudge him those nice things, but he wants to help people, like Sadio does. And, and the thing is, we will but never ever know the out. extent of what he does off the pitch. No
2: one ever. Knows. Yeah, no one knows. But take that out. Even if it's just a normal human guy, why would you? Why would you? Even if they're just charitable people and they're, you know, they're top of their game, why would you? Any human would do it. Any guy, any girl, yeah. any woman would do. Any person would go and take that money. They would say, "I, does, I, this is what I'm valued at." I'm gonna go get it. Yeah. You would do it, I would do it. list I, I just don't understand oh, so, look, when people ask the question, doesn't need it or why is he getting it? It's like, Fuck's sake, man, it's natural. As if it's, these people wouldn't turn what? it down.
0: As yeah, if these pe- just, these same
2: chumps sitting here saying, Oh, if you
0: really love the club, you would turn Go for a walk in the park, you absolute Ming. You would take the money. You would always take the money because that is human nature. And look. Is there an ego thing with Sadio? Sure. Of course there is. Sure, must there's an ego thing. He's not going to say to Liverpool, all right, fair enough, give me 250 grand a week. That's fine, we'll call it even. That's okay. And then a month later, Mo gets 400 grand a week. He's not going to go, hang on a sec, this is fine, this and is okay. Yeah.
2: Where He's going to go,
0: wait a second, what the fuck, like, I'm taking 250. And he's on 400 and we're the same level because he will believe they're the same level. So, You're of right. course, he's going to ask You're for the same right. kind of money there's, as Mo was asking.
2: An, there's an element here that Rami and his agents have been working together to, that they know, both of them know what they're, bo- what they're asking for. So there has yeah. to be a natural selection. There has to be a selection of which one do Liverpool want to keep and which one's more likely to go and move and be happy to move. And I think Sadio, it was always Sadio. Sadio was always, Sadio always was Sadio. the one more likely yeah. to move, guys. If we if the
0: pandemic hadn't happened, Sadio would have left in 2020.
2: Wow. People,
0: okay. people can like that or not, but Sadio would have left in 2020.
2: Big fee, though. Big, big it fee. It would have
0: been 100 million plus, but he would have yeah. been gone. He'd have been gone to Real or he'd have been gone to PSG. His agency have been talking to PSG about him going there for a couple of years.
2: Yeah, and PSG a wanted Mane. to do
0: this whole thing where they get money in and they go because they're planning to basically take over Africa in terms of building academies. Oh, you and they you wanted see. Sadio to be the face of that.
2: Yes, yes.
0: So he would have gone there. Now that their plans changed, obviously, because Mbappe ended up staying. That's why yes, they didn't, he didn't mention this Mbappe, summer. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, yeah. 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 They'd have sold. They'd have sold Mbappe. In 2021, probably with a year left in his contract, if they'd gotten Sadio pre-pandemic. But remember as well, like they didn't expect to get Messi.
2: No. no so if didn't. they
0: hadn't got Messi last summer, they probably would be in for Sadio this summer, even with M- M- Mbappe staying. Yeah, but they have yeah. Messi. So like you've got M- M- Messi, Mbappe and Neymar. You just can't fit Sadio in. No. And he's not going to go there to be a sober. And also, I'd imagine Ginny winealdum has been on the phone and said, listen bud, don't come here. No. whatever you do I don't come here it's
2: toxic I bet the whole things toxic oh, I'd,
0: say it's, I'd say it's absolutely appalling
2: I'd I, say and I, and the culture hope, of that
0: club is rotten to the core
2: and I hope the culture of Bayern with the players is actually good because he, that's he's mm. going to be in for a rude awakening otherwise I really hope there's not too much politics he I don't think the culture of
0: Bayern is great I really don't, I, don't. I, 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 look at, like, I think it was a few years ago but I mean they've lost Thiago they've lost Alaba that's two big voices in that dressing room and greed seems to have taken hold because, and look, it's it's this, it's ego as well. Like, but they signed Leroy Sane on four hundred grand a week, and within Jesus. the two years since that's happened, Kimmich, Goretzka, Coman, Gna- and Gnabry have all had contract disputes with Bayern because they were all like, "Well, hang on a sec, we've put in the work here." You're buying this fill in on four. This is why we didn't sign Erling Haaland, by the way, folks. Because if we'd gone and signed Erling Haaland on 400 grand a week, we would have had an in, a, a revolt in the dressing room. Because our lads would have been like, hang on a sec. We've put in the work here. We've put in the hours here. We've had the success here. We've built what this is. And this guy's going to parachute in on Farmore. If Mo gets 400 grand a week, he will have earned it at Liverpool. That's yeah, very yeah. different to somebody parachuting in from abroad. And like the Bayern players were open about that because Lewandowski was on the same type of money as Sane, and none of the players had a problem with that. Manuel Neuer was on that money. None of the players had a problem because they earned it at Bayern. But once Sane arrived, you got Gnabry, Kimmich, Goretzka, and Coman all going. Hang on a sec. Where the fuck is ours? Like, where's our money? And I do like Sadio's going to go in on about parity with them, and I think that'll be okay. I think there's a respect of Sadio as well,
2: but, but I know, do think there's an title, issue in that dressing room. But but I think Sadio comes in with a proper world class tag, you know, like as in had it, and and he's, yeah, you know, you know he's going and, to okay, he, and he's well. he's like, going to go and score a bundle
0: of goals there yeah. as well. Like it's the Bundesliga we're talking about here. Like Timo yeah. Werner scored for fun in the Bundesliga. He can't kick, couldn't hit a. Kauzaris sort of banjo in Premier League, so you know he will score a lot of goals. He'll be a bit frustrating at times. He's been, he's always been a bit frustrating. There's moments where you'd question some of his decision making on the pitch. But look, as long as as long as they you know put him in good positions and they don't expect him to still be left wing Sadio, I think he'll be. I think he'll be great for them. I think he'll score a ton of goals. But as I was saying, it, it it's the right time for us to sell. Get some money for him. We've got the replacement in, in Darwin, and we just move on. And he moves on, and it it, it ends on good terms.
2: Who does he play you know? with, S- Sane and Coleman?
0: Uh I would say, yes, yeah, Sane and komen will be the two starting wingers, <laughs> with him up front and with Sadio up front, and probably Muller as the 10. And then you've got Gnabry, if he stays, as the third winger who can rotate. You've got Jamal Musiala. He'll get a lot of service. Mm. like he and they've got alfonso Al, Al, alfonso davies at left back they've just signed nazar Misraoui at right back who's a decent cross for the ball, so he's gonna get a ton of service mm. so he's gonna get lots of opportunities to score a lot of goals
2: great great deal for them as well yeah That's i mean look the it's, i the, the price
0: the price is low for us yeah. twenty seven point five plus add-ons or whatever it is. It's I, low. Think
2: they did, um, I think they did They did buy in a favour. Yes, they, they did sign you to, a favour. Yeah, but they didn't also want to fill Southampton's pockets because... Yes, the, the sell-on close The 10%. So they were like, you know what? Anything above that, forget it. We'll take yeah. all the money ourselves. We don't want to give anything to them. because exactly I think it. We've probably given them a lot of money over the last few years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in, in terms said, of just
0: add-ons and stuff that we had to give them after some of the deals. And, and obviously... Just the fact that Brendan Rodgers just gave them £50 million for oh, for absolutely nothing in one summer was, was always impressive. But yeah, I, I think the sell-on close was definitely a factor. But I also think, look, Sadio gave us a lot. Like, he gave us everything he had for six years. One thing you could never look at Sadio, even in the 2020 season where he was thinking the place out, you never looked at him and thought, he's not trying. Like, if anything, you'd look at it and say, like, you're trying too hard, Sadio. You're you're putting in too much work here for not enough results. Like, if you pull it back a little bit, you might be able to get a bit more out of what you're doing. Sadio has given us everything for six years. Yeah. And he's given us a Premier League, a Champions League, two domestic cups, Super Cup, World Club Cup. He gave us everything.
2: It's it's unheard of for a player to do that in, like, Liverpool's history. There's I think this group is the first group to have ever done all of them. All of them. Every single one. There was always something missing. Mm. Like Paisley was missing the FA Cup. FA Cup. You know, it, it was there was always something. Sh- Shankly
0: didn't win the European Cup.
2: No, exactly. This is this is actually the first era then that have literally or this group of players that have been the main first mm. team. That have won every it goes away a legend undoubtedly. One of the greats, you know, one of the greats. So, yeah, hats off to him, man. He was he was superb for us, enjoyed every single second he was on the pitch. And, um, you know, he always gave everything. That's one thing you could say about Sadio. The pressing, yeah. by the way. Oh. Sadio's improvement in, in pressing. He scored goals yeah, while remember, pressing as well. Do you
0: remember the first year of his pressing, though? It wasn't like, <laughs> It was just like T-ball, chase ball. <laughs> Him and Lalana running like fuck after fellas and never getting anywhere close to them. But when Sadio went to the left side, something seemed to trigger with him. And all the angles started to make more sense for him. And you used to, there was always clips going around on social media of Sadio preparing to press. And it might be like a back pedal, 20 yards across the pitch. to get an angle or block a passing lane. And then he's like kind of waiting and it's almost like he's in this suspended animation where his body's twitching and he's waiting for one person to get the ball in particular. And as soon as they did, he was just all over them and he was an absolute menace. And the other thing he did, which I think he might be one of the best I've ever seen in this regard, that fella chased fullbacks all the way back down the pitch. There were times when Andy Robertson got beaten and the next fella up was Sadio Mane to tackle them behind Robbo, because he was after busting his ass to get back and help that fella left everything on the pitch. Every single time he played, we can never ever doubt his effort, his commitment to the cause this season. Like Sadio knew he was leaving this summer and he's known for a year. And Liverpool have known for a year that he was leaving. There's a reason we never heard of real contract talks between Liverpool and Sadio. It's been mo, 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 mo. There was some rumblings last summer and then it went away. And every so often one of the journalists will say it talks with Manny are expected to begin in the next couple of weeks and then they never would. And the reason was he knew he was leaving. And he knew he was leaving before the Champions League final. But you wouldn't question a single minute of him on the pitch and the commitment he showed. Even when he knew, I'm not playing for this club next year. Maybe I should be protecting myself as an asset. Maybe I should be holding back a little bit so that I'm more appealing to clubs. And I'm not going into the summer with a major injury or any of that nonsense not a bit of it. Sadio Mane always 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 gave you know, was... every single ounce he had and and that's why that like i mentioned the, that wholesomeness we had with him in the first season that humble nature of him all the stuff he does away from the pitch which like i said we we know about maybe 20% of what he does that's it. Like I, I guarantee you, there are there
2: something dodgy. Day, hundreds maybe. of
0: people in Senegal getting money from him on the on a monthly basis to make it, their lives easier.
2: He posted something dodgy to Verge on uh, Instagram on a story that I was what, what I looked at, and it was something like maybe for the last time, and it was uh, it was something to do with last time, but it was like in March or something. Like he kind of it, it was like <clears> or, or Feb, and I was like, "Fucking, hell, that's a bit early, dude." Guys, I've been saying on these podcasts yeah, for a yeah, year that Sadio was going because everybody's, everybody's he dropped
0: known he dropped that he hints, was leaving. Yeah. He did. The yeah. breadcrumbs were there all along. Like I said, look at, look at the situation with the contract. Like he wasn't, he would have stayed if we'd offered him 400 grand a week, but, and I'm sure if we had unlimited resources, we would have happily given him 400 grand a week but it would have been 400 grand a week and by the way you're not an every game starter anymore which again is not going to suit what Sadio wants
2: no way Do
0: you know like that's just how, if we if we had city's money that's what we would have done we'd have given him what he wanted and he would have just been one of the five rotating options in in attack and whatever else but Sadio wants to start every game so i'm sure there were early conversations like you said the, the two agencies Moes and Sadio's probably had a chat and said look what are you going to ask for We'll go in and ask for similar money and we'll see where we stand. And I reckon they put an offer to Liverpool and Liverpool went, mm, we're not really sure. And Sadie went, that's fair enough. I'm, I'm going to consider other options, maybe look for a new, a new challenge. And Liverpool went, fine. If you can find that other option, come back to us and we'll see if we can match it. And if not, we'll facilitate a move for you to go to that club. And that's what they've done here. They have facilitated a move for him to Bayern Munich. I think part of it is they do want to build a, a you know a decent relationship with Bayern, which began with the Thiago move to us and now continues with this. But I think most of it is we, we wanted to make Sadio happy. Because we fucking owed it to him. We owed it to him. Yeah. He has he has earned every single bit of his he, he has earned all the flowers. Give that man his flowers. the the, the farewell to Sadio better be fairly spectacular from the club. I'm talking yeah. about a big old tribute video. And I'm telling you, if we draw Bayern in the Champions League, it needs to be a 10-minute round of applause when he sets sets foot on the pitch. Because nothing else is, is good enough for what he gave us for six years.
2: Yeah. I think, I think there's no worry about um, if he came back to Anfield, he would get an absolute... Massive, massive. Um... I, I'm saying it has
0: to be different than like when shit players have come back that people liked because they were nice guys and they get a, a standing ovation. I'm no, saying it no, needs no. to be so much more than that for this guy. What,
2: this is a say, this is a Liverpool properly.
0: legend, guys. Yeah, we
2: didn't we didn't know he was, we, games, and we but... didn't get to
0: say goodbye properly.
2: Yeah, we didn't.
0: Now and that, look, mad. you know we're we're losing him. We're losing Divock this summer. Divock. We need to be clear on this. Divock had incredible moments for Liverpool. He is a cult hero. He's not a legend of the club. To be a legend of the club, you have to be one of the greatest players of the club. That's not Divock. He had great moments, iconic moments. Sadio is a bona fide legend of this club. If you're listing the greatest ever players to play for Liverpool, he's in the top 20. Ever.
2: That's I a agree. legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. There's no doubt in my mind that he's, he's, yeah, he's trailblazed here. It's been, mm. it's been unbelievable. We, it's a it sad, like you said it's a sad day, and uh, we're we're gonna get a lot of sad days because the uh, the golden generation is is about. They're to gonna up. age
0: out. That's the yeah. thing. Like Bobby could go next summer. Mo could go next summer. Um Matip is now the last remaining light of the the first transfer summer from Klopp, so you know he he's one of that last generation as well, and and obviously it'll be lo- losing a
2: man as well by the losing way. Losing
0: <laughs> Joel at some point will be absolutely heartbreaking because yeah. he might be he might be the most adorable, entertaining person, man, yeah,
2: an adorable um, man. You know, That's just a, you know, it is it's
0: a, tough, and the thing is, like. Like I said, I've been saying for a year that Sadio
2: was going to leave this summer. It makes it harder because they're not Dickheads. But, None of them are Dickheads. But know, the we've... thing is, guys,
0: I'm still fucking devastated. Even
2: though I've known he was going.
0: Yeah. Or not, not known he was going, but I've, I've had the fair inclination he was going. It's still really hard. And and it, it's, it's more hard from a human being point of view.
2: Yeah. Because yeah. I like
0: that our club are all good lads. Like, they're all good human beings. They do incredible stuff away from football. And that's far more important than kicking a ball about on a fucking piece of grass. Like, I'm sorry, I know the whole purpose of it is to kick a ball about in a piece of grass. But when I see players, it's one of the reasons I think Marcus Rashford is one of the finest examples of what a young man should be. When I see players who take the extraordinary wealth they earn from playing football and give it back... And use their platforms to give back and make life's, life better for other people, less fortunate people. The people who helped them in their early days or just people who were like how they were. Like if Rashford like grew up in poverty, so he's very much aware that childhood poverty is a thing. That there's a lack of food in the UK or a lack of availability of food in the UK for Families under the poverty threshold so he's giving back in that regard sadio gives back in senegal because he knows what's like to grow up in in that kind of poverty and although for him maybe when he was growing up it didn't seem like poverty because it's all relative i suppose like he wants to improve the life of everybody that he's come across everybody who's been like him whatever and our squad is full of guys like this. Naby does it. Mo does it. Bobby does it. Fab does it. Ali does it. Henderson does incredible charity work. Um, our squad are all wonderful human beings. Wonderful, wonderful human beings.
2: Yeah, it makes it end Setting hard.
0: aside any thoughts on any of them as players, they are wonderful human beings. Our manager is this incredible human being. And our owners to be fair, seem like decent human beings. Yeah, they do. And that's something that I think we can take great pride from. Our owners aren't a Russian oligarch who stole money from the hands of peasants in Siberia. They're not human rights violating murderers from the Middle East, like MBS. They're not other human rights violators like the boys that own city. These are good people Our manager's a good person. Our players are good people. You don't hear about Liverpool players in the press. Like, I've never seen a story about any of this squad buying a flash new car. They all drive great like flash cars, but they don't flaunt it. There's no story about a Liverpool player lamping his car into the wall at four in the morning, a la Jack Grealish. Do you know... Our I lads aren't like no
2: that. Though, that, one, that. No, he boy. he
0: is he is he's a very stupid human being. I mean, they spent a hundred million on a brummy Adam Lallana I'm sorry. <laughs> it is what it is. You
2: know. Get yourself on <laughs> Geordie Shore, you twat. And um you know, it, like it, Well, Jane James just put in Bobby's Bobby's drink driving. We have
0: ignored Yeah, him. but Bobby's drink driving wasn't even in the papers. Bobby got stopped. He didn't lamp his car into the wall. He didn't get pictured thrown up. Yes, it's, it's a bad thing and he got, he got punished within the club for it. Kloppo doesn't stand for bullshit. And our fining system at Liverpool is very, very stringent. Very, very stringent. You know when you hear about all these managers like Frank Lampard that come into a club and Lampard's fining system, it's t- 2000 if you're late and horseshit. You, you're late for Klopp, you're home and you're not getting paid for the week. If you're late for a Jurgen Klopp day, you're home and you're not getting paid. Simple as that. Not a little fine that you're not going to remember. Liverpool are run very, very strictly. We're all very aware of the no dickhead clause. If you're a dickhead, you don't play for us. It's one of the reasons certain players don't play for us. It's one of the reasons we'll never sign certain players. We don't sign dickheads. We don't sign trouble. We don't get clowns or bozos or any of that. We go about our work professionally, properly, good human beings, giving back, doing things the right way. And that's why when Ginny left last year, like nothing will ever hurt me like the way Mascherano and Suarez leaving did. Because I just, I love those players. We weren't. We weren't a great team with Suarez. We almost won the league, but we weren't a great team. We were Suarez and Co. They
2: both elevated us, though.
0: Yeah, but they were also there's a a mentalness to the two of them that I just I just love. It might be because I'm a bit touched myself, but there's just <laughs> there's a manic nature to how they are that I I just could I could really relate to. But Ginny leaving really hurt me last summer because. Ginny was such a good guy, and he was such a likeable person. And he was, again, like Sadio, such a key part of everything that we did. Even though I've known Sadio has been leaving, or I've had this strong feeling that Sadio's leaving, it hurts not so much from a football sense, because I think from a football sense, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. We've lost better players than Sadio, as good and all as he's been. You know, we lost Suarez, and we were all right. Took us a while, but we were all right. We've got Diaz, we've got Darwin, we've got Jota. Sadio's replacements are there. We're, we're going to be all right from a footballing point of view. What we're losing is is the guy. We're losing the man, Sadio Mane, and that. That's. that's what- I knew we'd be all right. I know we are right, but it's the human connection with this group of players yeah. that I think are because they all seem like good. A part-time job and working in Marks and Spencers, we're not, we're done, you know where the
2: food's coming from. So yeah,
0: life shit or when you've got breaking. no money. Like i the same, and that's and you can. It, it It opens them up as as humans, not as machines, not as robots. There's a vulnerability to our players that you feel like when Virgil hurt his knee, we'd always looked at Virgil as this kind of cyborg like this isn't a human being. he's not from the same planet as us. look look at him but then you see you know you see that how his recovery is and what he went through in his recovery, and you connect to him thiago we we've always looked at and thought, what a player, like what an absolutely incredible player you can't relate to a player of that much talent, but then you see him out and about with his family walking around Liverpool with his wife and his kids, and you 're like he's just a normal guy yeah. he, do, he just wants to be a normal guy he's not he's not hiding in a mansion behind big gates he 's out in the city having ice cream. In (laughs) March with his family like because he wants to live a normal life. And you connect to players like that. And we've connected with Sadio from day one when he would copy the celebrations of Bobby. And it was like, look how cute Sadio is. To seeing him develop into this absolute killer, this absolute machine. Superb. and and what a journey, dude. What a yeah, journey. Yeah, and like, you know, that that's where it hurts. It's the it's the human element of losing him. And and I, I hope he does brilliantly at Byron. I hope yeah. he absolutely smashes it at Bayern. But I hope he turns in two stinkers if we played them in the Champions League. <laughs> yeah. you know, him against
2: Verge will be fun. Him against Verge,
0: him against Ebu. Him against Trent. You know he's going to, at some point, he's going to wander over and try and, pick, try and pick a fight with Robbo as well. Like, <laughs> like that's the other part we didn't mention is Sadio was one of those who always bought, brought a little bit of needle to the team. And he'd get involved in these running battles with people and he'd be pulling out of them and clipping their heels. and Like, oh, there was a, there's a little bit of bastard in Sadio that's oh. always overlooked.
2: Remember the Edison sending off? Yeah. Against, oh my God. Absolutely
0: do you remember, really the face. do you remember we played, um, we played Arsenal, not, I think it was, was it last season? Not the season just gone, maybe the season before. And he got involved in this running battle with Rob Holding. And yeah. like, he just, he was absolutely rinsing Holding. And Holding was trying to pull him and kick him. So Sadio just started pulling him and kicking him back. And their two of them were getting proper feisty and the ref had to get involved a couple of times. But at the end of the game, Sadio went straight over to him and shook his hand. As if, like, it's just part of the game,
2: do you know? And Holding was, you know, was quite... I remember watching games last year, and everybody in Discord being like, get Sadio off, he's going to get sent off, because he's got a yellow. And he's just like... And he's always
0: living on that (laughs) fucking edge, like...
2: Yeah, just as and like I
0: say, there's a bit of bastard inside you, which is in complete contrast to the, the nice guy the that he human actually is. The guy that
2: we know, yeah, or heard but of. You it, know.
0: It's part of what's made him a great player. Like I said, you look at him and Mo in that seventeen to twenty run, and they're like they're like two sharks with blood in the water, just absolutely determined that there is a kill coming. And God bless you if you're the one bleeding. They were just. They were phenomenal. That front three was phenomenal. The front three before it with Coutinho instead of Mo was phenomenal. It's been an unbelievable journey with Sadio, and seeing him grow in terms of his personality and his confidence and all that as well has been wonderful. I, I hope he feels. I really do hope he feels appreciated by the fan base because I've seen a few journalists, and and I'm to be completely honest, most of them have been African based come out and say he's never been loved enough by the Liverpool fan base. And I'm sorry, it's terrible. It's bullshit. It's a nonsensical take. I will say those people don't deserve the abuse they've gotten back in return. They certainly don't deserve people getting into their DMs and sending them messages telling them to die and stuff. That's disgusting behaviour. But those takes are dreadful. Like, Sadio is loved among the Liverpool fan base. The whole idea of Sadio versus Mo has always been a media concoction. It's always been bullshit. It's Sadio and Mo. It has always been the two of them. They've driven each other to this incredible level. But you see them interact away from the pitch. Yeah, I'm sure they get a bit testy with each other on the pitch when one of them doesn't pass to the other, whatever. But you see them away from the pitch... And how they interact, and the fact that they do all this gym work together—like these boys have put in serious hours together over the last five years. You don't do that with someone you don't like.
2: They've driven each other step Man. by step by step. The way and- they talk to each other—you don't. People don't understand that the things they do to look after each other, like they mm. did the same stuff. They had the same guy. Um, I think he left Liverpool as a physio, but they both hired him personally, to look after yeah. them at home, you know, to do sessions with them to recovery home. Both of them literally followed similar steps in their Liverpool career to make sure that they would stay mm. at the top. And it doesn't happen by itself. You talk no. to each other. That's how it's so similar. It's, they do not copy. They just talk to each other. And When people say they hate each other, I can't I can't believe it. Like, you look at them when they play football. It's,
0: it's nonsense. It's absolutely nonsense. How much they link up in
2: the last two, three years. It was unbelievable.
0: Yeah. It's, it's such... It's such a horrible narrative that has run and run and run and been allowed to run and run. Now, I'm sure, look, the club have just just probably laughed at it and come like, why would we bother commenting on something so stupid? But shame on anybody who's ever driven that narrative. Shame on you. You you should should just be fucking slapped. But I I do really hope that he does feel the love that we all have for him. And I I really do hope we draw Bayern... In the Champions League. At some point during the next couple of years. Because I do want him to come back to Anfield. And I, I want like a big fucking mosaic to him. I want a standing applause that lasts. For the entire first half. He deserves all of it. He deserves all of it. And the same will be true of Bobby. And of Mo. And of Fab. And all those others when they move on. But he's the one that's gone now. And he's the one that deserves it. And I'll say as well. If and when Ginny ever comes back, he fucking deserves it too. So make sure he gets it. But
2: well, yeah, Ginny I, did get a nice send off. To be fair, he got he got a guard. To be of fair, all he everything. did. Yeah, he yeah. did. But but, but if he comes back, he deserves he it a Romani, nice. Right? Yeah, that's what I mean, he for money. You know? we, 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 we... It's a
0: cool Yeah, you yeah. Like, look, Divock got his, and that's great. Um, Sadio, but it's, I suppose it's different because Divock and, and Ginny left as free agents. Sadio is a, is a transfer leaving with a year left in his contract, but. No, I, I really Manning, do hope that,
2: as we he, know, Liverpool manage transfers very differently nowadays. Yeah, they're very cloak and daggery and they don't want to give anything away at all. They hand at all to any kind of, um, you know, other club, and unfortunately, that's why he wouldn't get that. That you know, that send off in the olden days. Remember, we people would know Rush is leaving or Aldridge is leaving before the games, and they'd get send offs and all that. That's never going to happen unless they're leaving for free. Now, that's never going to happen. So. It's a shame. But yeah, sorry, Dave. No, no, I'm completely in agreement with you. I okay. think
0: you're uh, you're absolutely spot on. And I think it is just important that we always um, maintain that level of, of respect and of, of admiration for this guy. And what he's done for us as a club and what he will continue to do as a human being is for me, again, like that's the most important thing here. It's not how good of a player he's been. It's what an incredible human being he is. That's what we're losing here. An incredible human being. And um, I sound like it's a fucking, you know, a wake for him. But no, it, you know, we're just not going to have him at the club anymore. And I, I think the dressing room suffers a little bit. It's a, it's a little bit of a, of, a, of a blow to the dressing room to lose
2: Although, someone like Sadio. Nabby's
0: think- losing his best mate at the club. <laughs> but... I'm yes. sure Nabi will be fine. I reckon he's Nabi like, gets on with be. everybody. He does. He's also going to lose his other best mate because the three, the trio is Sadio, Nabi, and Taki. Yeah, they're the three that spend so much time together. Um, so Nabi's going to lose both his both his both his besties. So uh, he'll have to. I think he'll Nabi's have to get himself. A, fine. I think e- e- Nabi will be, be all right
2: Ebu's been hanging around. <laughs> and, and, yeah, that's the thing. He's got Ebu now he he's um, everyone It's so funny he just walks up to us and says, what he <laughs> just
0: <laughs> bumps into them um, but yeah I mean like like that's the thing you know we, we're losing Sadio we lost Ginny but Ibu we got Ibu in last summer with Ginny going out another great human being another outstanding individual young man and we're going to have the honour now of watching his career develop at this club everything I've heard of Darwin Nunes. is that off the pitch, away from it all, this is an absolute diamond of a human being. And the same thing goes for Diaz. And we've always talked about it, when Liverpool look at players, we don't just look at what they can do on the pitch, we look at what they're like off the pitch. We look at what they've been through off the pitch. Do they have that, quote-unquote, that dog in them? Do they have that extra burning desire? Do they have that weight of, Others relying on them that drives them forward. And with Ibu, he has it. With Darwin, he has it. With got Diaz, he has it.
2: He's got a very young family, Darwin. He's, um, yeah, there's been pictures of, uh, I've seen with him and his wife and his little baby. So yeah, sh- again, straight away player coming in, settled, knows what he's playing for, not for his family, playing for his, family, and that playing that for his him. wife, his kid,
0: his brother yeah, who gave up his him. own career for him, Massive. parents. It probably. A thousand people back in Uruguay that rely on him because that's just how it works. Same thing with 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 uh, Diaz. People back in in Colombia that rely on him. That he is trying to improve the lives of the the region he's from is a very very poor region, and he will want to go back and do as much as he can. And he continues to do that same with Darwin. You know, Suarez used to do. We never we never never heard of Suarez how much Suarez was doing if you read some of the stuff that came out when he was at Atletico Madrid of how much of his money he sends back to Uruguay, your fucking mind, your eyes will pop out of your head. You,
2: you mentioned Suarez. It's a very wholesome um, conversation between Suarez and uh, Darwin doing the rounds online, wasn't there, about yes. um, Suarez saying, uh, he said, you know, I hope to be uh, anything like, you know, what you did at Liverpool. And he goes, I hope you score way more goals than, mm. than I did at Liverpool. And that's really nice of Suarez to say something like that, isn't it? And uh, it Man, brilliant. if if...
0: If the mood took me, I'd get started on a Suarez, bring Suarez back for a year bandwagon, but we'll, we'll leave that. We'll leave that for now. That we'll leave be, that for now. I think there'd be a lot of people against it. Too, yeah, there that. would, there would, there would, <laughs> but I don't care. Fuck them all. Um, no, it's, yeah, that's the thing. Like we're, 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 we're very, very fortunate. Like, you know, it, it's, it's an honor for these players to play for our club. But it's also an honour for us to watch these boys become men, young men become older men, watch them mature, watch them develop, watch them go from a promising player to a great player. It's an honour for us as well. It was an honour to watch Steven Gerrard play for Liverpool. It was an honour to watch Suarez play for Liverpool. It's been an honour to watch this team, and especially guys like Sadio. Um, And yeah, like, I'm... So I've never been so happy to be proven wrong in all my life. But what a buy. What an absolutely amazing buy. 35 million plus a few add-ons and worth... He's going for a similar price. And worth every single penny of it from from what we bought. Like worth five times what we paid from.
2: Just Absolutely. I think you summed it up beautifully there, Dave. And thank you so much for taking your time out on a Saturday to do this pod and and wish a legend uh, goodbye. It's not official just yet but when joyce tweets joycey tweets we pretty much know it's 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 happening so um yeah apparently he's doing his medical today if you're listening um on uh, sunday with this is obviously talking about saturday so yeah it's it's going to be announced shortly this you know if you're listening to this it should have maybe already been announced so yes we both and everybody at ai and all the listeners i'm sure wish Sadio mane the best in his future apart from when he plays us. But um, otherwise, we'll be watching the Bayern games now for you. And, uh, yeah, uh, willing you on to win because you gave us so much. You gave us so much. And that's, you know, we'll never forget you, Sadio. Never, ever. A legend forever. And uh, you won absolutely everything, gave us all the great memories and moments. And, yeah, we watched you grow from uh, being that new kid like we talked about to this, this leader. And I hope you go on to lead more. It was a pleasure to see you win the AFCON as well. So, yeah, absolutely superb. We wish you all the best from everyone at AI. I'm sure the UP guys are going to be doing a a deep dive into Sadio this week as well, into his numbers. So that will be a great listen and a a good way to say bye to a legend. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you
1: soon. Up the Reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show.